0: You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tremendous Leadership, Leaders on Leadership podcast, where we pull back the curtain on leadership and ask leaders of all ages and stages what it takes to pay the price of leadership. And today, I am so excited to introduce to you my dear sister, friend, cohort, just colleague, The Reverend Dr. Bella Brown. I want to tell you a little bit about Bella and where we connected. So Dr. Reverend Bella Brown is the pastor at St. Mark's United Church of Christ in Hampstead, Maryland. She's also the vice president and the board of directors of Back Bay Mission in Biloxi, Mississippi, and a member of the board of directors for Emmaus House in St. Charles, Missouri. Bella, welcome.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks (laughs) for having me.
0: You're welcome. And Bella and I just reconnected after many years. I mean, we've kind of been casually connected, but we go way, way back to the 90s, kids. Some of you may not have been born. (laughs) But back in St. Charles with the 131st Fighter Wing, the Air National Guard back there, and then also with the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, West, in downtown St. Louis, we also worked together there. So I was with my dear sister and we were neighbors in Benton Park. I lived on Lemp Avenue and she lived one over. And so Mm. we have connected just throughout our lives, many, many different times. And then she reached out to me a couple of weeks ago to update us on a friend because I was going out to St. Louis and she informed me now she's in Maryland, close to me in Pennsylvania. So I look forward to being closer to my sister during this next season of life. But Bella, again, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you. Bella, let's get started. You knew Charlie mm-hmm. Tremendous, okay? Yes. You got to spend some of the last times on his earth with him. Tell our listeners, we got to spend Thanksgiving in 2000 and let's see, he passed Six. in mm-hmm. 2008, 2008. So the year prior, mm-hmm. that Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So tell yeah. us a little bit about your interaction with Mom Glow, as you called her, and Charlie <laughs> Tremendous.
1: Yes, I tell you, I first of all, Tracy, again, thank you for having me. But I think that you and your siblings are some of the most blessed people there is to have such parents as Charlie and Mum Glow, as I call her, especially the impact. I call, I'm going to call him Pop Charlie because he was just that personable. I remember the first time that I met him, that how he makes you feel like he's known you all your life. And he has such a great impact, especially where leadership was concerned for me. He told me, you know, never stop learning. And I have one of these bracelets that reminds me of some of the things that he talked about. And I remember he said that five years from now, you will be the same person except for the people you meet and the books you read. And so I remember, you know, just spending that quality time with him. And most of all, he was. And Mumglow was people of faith. And so that as just another layer of just the endearment that both of them mean to me, especially, I would say, Pop Charlie, because he was such a great leader and knew how to engage people in a way that made them feel just special all the time, just very special.
0: I know they loved you. And I'm just, like I said, in that season where things were winding down, where they were emigrating to heaven, I'm so blessed that you were there and we got to share that time together. So with that being said, one of the speeches that pop tremendous did was called the price of leadership he did it decades ago and it's still one of our most popular speeches and in it bella he talked about the price of leadership and the things you're going to have to do to really be a leader and not just a leader in name only and the first one bella is loneliness and you know we've all heard it's lonely at the top Uh, Mm -hmm. but can you unpack what loneliness means for you as a leader Maybe a season you went through, and some words of wisdom and encouragement for our listeners out there if they are in that season.
1: Sure. Leadership is a very rewarding position. And I truly believe that God gives us certain gifts and talents. And not everyone could actually be a leader, they can hold leadership positions. But the character of a leader, uh, you entail such things as, you know, loneliness and just. Building confidence in, in the decisions that you make for those that are around you. One of the positions I have right now, even that's very current with everything that's going on within the nation and everything. I have to stay very prayerful. Right now, I'm very fortunate to be a woman of color and a, what we would call a predominantly Caucasian or white church. And there is, I went in with the expectation that I was going to have to build up Uh, so much, uh, I guess, fortitude to to know that I may have to sit uh, and be lonely in a sense of not having people participate and be very forthcoming and very accepting of me. And it was just totally different, Mm. totally different. So what I went in expecting to be a lonely situation for me ended up being such a, a very endearing situation. But as a leader, you have to prepare for those moments and realize that you have to have that confidence, that God-given confidence, I call it Christ-esteem versus self-esteem, that God-given confidence to know that you're there to love, care, and develop, and help those that are around you. So loneliness is definitely a very critical time that a leader has to prepare themselves for.
0: Absolutely, it reminds me of Charles' statement, Expect the worst, but hope for the best. And it sounds like you're yes. kind of very pragmatic about going yes. in. This, but I love that yes. Bella Christ esteem, and I love it as leader. You're a seasoned leader. You made this move to this position not that long ago, and thank yes. you for your transparency. That even us, the seasoned Christ filled leaders, every now and then we get that. You know, kind of how we assume the worst, and yes. what a blessing you shared that with. But but loneliness is par for the course, and I'm so thankful yes. that you shared that. Okay, the yes. next aspect is weariness. And, you know, if we're filled with the spirit, but we're still flesh and blood, this plane of existence. So can you share with us how you combat weariness?
1: One of the things I look to the ministry of Jesus Christ, I look to those times where he just went off to himself and the disciples many times could not even find him. And so leaders have to carve in that time, you know, when you're being effective and you know, when you're not being effective and those stages you know it's time for you to go off to yourself whether it's prayer meditation take a couple of days off and just do those fun things that you enjoy doing because it's it's very important that you carve out that time that you can get revived and rejuvenated in your spirit as well as your body we are flesh and blood and so therefore And we get weary on this journey, so it's very important. If you don't take care of yourself spiritually and physically and mentally, you're not going to be as as an effective leader, nor will you be as influential on helping others around you. And that's one of the key, I believe, traits that a leader has to do is make sure that they're always developing and nurturing and encouraging those that are around them.
0: How do you do that? And I love you talked about carving out time and that you know when you're Mm -hmm. starting to slip or things are starting to drop uh, drop and even you know no amount of work. So for somebody like you that's in ministry, you probably are on call with people. You got Wednesday night services, definitely Sunday services and who knows what Mm -hmm. else. When do you place your time? Because typically a lot of us, it's Sunday. Sundays are Sabbath day. Mm -hmm. When do you carve out time for yourself, Bella?
1: I was very fortunate in the sense to where I usually take my Sabbath on Fridays. And so therefore I take that day. That's my day to do something fun. Mm-hmm. Like now being able to reconnect with you is such inspirational and very encouraging to me. So it gives me energy. I know that, you know, to feel the love and the, just the, the support that you have given me all, during the years. So I look forward to just drawing from that love and that friendship. One of the things I also do is like when I'm, traveling for board meetings, whether it's going down to New Orleans or Mississippi. I usually take maybe a day before and a day after just to do something fun. I don't hurry it back. So I try to make it like a mini vacation, like this the first week in May, I'm headed for New Orleans. Actually our, our board meetings in Biloxi, Mississippi, but I'll fly into New Orleans, spend the day there, my husband and I, Reverend Rodney Winters, and we'll just have a fun day in New Orleans. We'll drive to uh, Biloxi, which is about an hour and a half, and we'll just sit probably along the beach. And And right uh, now, they have a big shrimp boil celebration that we're going to have. And so I'm looking forward to the the fun things. And fortunately, we'll be there with the uh, UCC CEO and President, Reverend John Dorhouser. So it gives me a time to even to sort of draw from even his experience in leadership which would help encourage my leadership as well.
0: Charles would always say you blend the work and the fun kind Mm -hmm. of thing together. But you said Sabbath is replenishment. And I Mm -hmm. love that because for the listeners out there, Sabbath doesn't mean you just shut off and sit there and go monk. Although if that's what you need to replenish you, but whatever feeds your soul, because you leaders pour out all the time, we must allow at least one day to be poured into, whether that's connecting here. I mean, this isn't work, sister. This is homecoming for us. So so it's whatever it is, be it getting to a meeting early. I like that you said that. Allow space to replenish, bring your spouse. I love that, Bella. Fabulous. All right. Loneliness, weariness, and Mm. abandonment. And I think a lot of times people think of abandonment, for those of us that love animals, we think about abandoning an animal Mm. or fear of abandonment. But Charles would always say that he does more in a day to contribute to his failure than his success. Mm -hmm. And so abandonment in the tremendous world was abandoning what you like and want to think about in favor of what you ought and need to think about. So it's this Mm -hmm. kind of hyper focus. So Mm -hmm. how do you bella you're on boards, you're making Mm -hmm. transitions, you probably have a lot of people look at you and say, Hey, I need your resources or your advocacy for this. How do you Mm -hmm. stay really tightly focused on your highest and best use of time? Well, one of
1: the things that being a woman of faith, I do pray. And I like Charles's definition of abandonment because there are sacrifices that we do do as a result of this. But I believe just like he was, he was connected, you know, to a higher power. He was connected to his God. And that was the source of power that sometimes I'm sure... If he was here today, he'll tell you that God gave him that he, he know that he didn't have within himself. And so therefore, that does help me. My faith is really the foundation of everything that I do. And so I know there's going to be sacrifices. But on the other end, I look around and I see the blessings of God has given me as a result of being in a position of leadership, as a result of being able to influence people. And I don't, take that lightly i i I consider it an honor and a privilege and uh because i realize that not all everybody gets a chance to be in positions where they can influence others and try to help and encourage and so i i know that that's my job and at the same time you know being able to use constructive criticism that would help others it's not always a bit of roses i tell people I, i preach a sermon. God never promised us a rose garden. I used to tell me, Tammy Wynette, you know, I beg your pardon. God never really promised us a rose garden. So there, there are times there's going to be highs, lows, and ins and outs. But in the midst of it all, having that faith gives you that love, that peace, and that joy that comes from only your connection with God. And, and it's just such a joy to be able to To connect in others and with others in that same realm of love and peace and joy and to know and respect all those that god had created and has given you an opportunity to influence Mm -hmm.
0: and i love that you talked about abandonment in that god gives us our direction Mm -hmm. and if we're not supposed to spend time with this or giving a word to somebody about this rather than sit there and go oh i can't do all things for all people you hit the nail on the head God gives us a peace. He'll mm. take care of that. He already knows. He mm. knows everything. So he already knows who's coming into that person's life and the per- his providential timing, not our timing. Yes. So I love that when we, we there's things we're abandoning and people say, well, shouldn't we be doing this? Or don't you feel like doing this? Or somebody's doing this. I don't even see that because mm. God gives us that peace when you take the marching orders for him because yes. he has already seen this to the end and knows your highest and best purpose. So I love that you hit on that for leaders, even though we're not getting everything that maybe the world thinks we should do. That doesn't even factor into the equation. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Perfectly so, said, Tracy. Perfectly said.
0: You <laughs> teed that up pretty well. Thank you, and thank you for that <laughs> reminder, sister. Okay, the last thing he, Charles talked about: loneliness, weariness, abandonment is vision, and mm-hmm. his definition of vision was seeing what needs to be done, but also then just doing it. So there was this very practical pragmatic, action-oriented step to it. So can you define what vision looks like for you and how you cast it, Bella? Like, how do you look out to the future and how do you lay out your next
1: goals and steps? You know, Tracy, this one is is pretty much easier for me because, you know, God has already been a pastor. God has already given a vision for the church. And so whatever I can do to build up the love and spirit and the peace, and to direct individuals to Jesus Christ. And I am walking in the vision in which God has for His church. One of my, I guess, profound prayers is God, ta- tear down the walls and divisions that separate uh, your children that we may come together in and- love. Because the scripture says, by this, all people should know that we're his disciples by the love we have one for another. So I always ask God to allow the church as a whole, not only St. Mark's United Church of Christ, but as a whole, the universal church to grow numerically and spiritually, because that was one of the commandments, the last commandments that Jesus gave the disciples go ye in and all the worlds and making disciples, you know? Mm -hmm. So therefore that vision is always ongoing. When you talk about the, I guess, the details of the visions itself, that's where much prayer and that's where you ask God to encamp you, people around you that will confirm that vision for you. I just don't do leadership decisions like in a vacuum, but I look towards the people that God has gifted to be around me to help support. And be able to walk in that vision, stay and focus on what God has called us to do. And that's to make disciples and do whatever is necessary to make sure that we stay focused on that vision.
0: I love that you tied vision to the organizational mission, because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like, well, what do I want to do? And it's like, well, listen, if you're already in an entity, you have to be tied to, mm-hmm. yeah, there should be a value congruence. I hope you didn't say yes, yes to this job if you're not all in but yes. i love that you talked about and our ultimate one is you mm-hmm. know the greatest commandments in the world love one another keep the commandments right. and so i love that you talked about going back to that and also that you will surround yourself in vision mm-hmm. leadership is a, sh- a shared enterprise yes, and you don't and decision making is not to be done in a vacuum so visions should also be even if you get the call you share with those closest your inner circle your peter james yes. and john just yes. for confirmation prayer because none of us is meant to do this alone, especially vision. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you're the only one here in the calling, you might want to let that sit for a while and get some wise yeah. counsel because
1: mm-hmm. I remember I was just at an installation and they talked about how her and held up Moses' hands yes. when the, the children were in battle, or children of Israel were in battle. And so you need those errands and those hairs to support you as you focus in on what god has called you to do so even in sometimes getting tired uh, god will send you those people to help uplift your hands and keep that support that you need to to make sure that the things of god the battles go well
0: beautiful beautiful all right so bella thank you for unpacking these four topics with us and we've covered quite a few things and i know our listeners got a lot out of it i know i did too is there anything else as far as all things leadership, you have decades of it, that you would like to share with our listeners?
1: Yes. And I go back to what Pop Charlie told me, you know, tremendous job. And he said, you know, just never stop learning. I have this bracelet that says never stop learning. And I think as leaders, we cannot ever stop learning. I uh, Just look around and, and see the gifts that God has put in the people that surround you and ask God for the wisdom to not only learn from them but hopefully that whatever gifts God has given you that you were even enhance and inspire them even more to seek purpose even in leadership because one of the things I I truly believe that uh leadership is shown through example not only what Jesus did but what uh, Pop Charlie did you know he he didn't just talk the talk but he walked the walk and so we have to be genuine And we have to be sincere in this position of leadership, because it is a position that influences and can change people's lives by the way that we treat them, the way that they feel that we care about them. And so therefore, it's definitely not to be taken lightly. It is a privilege indeed.
0: All right, Bella. Well, thank you so much. Bella, what is the best way? You talked about the church, uh, Mm -hmm. St. Mark's United Church of Christ. What's the best way for people to connect with you? We'll have your information in the show notes but I know there's probably listeners out there that would love to connect and add you to their network.
1: Sure, they can connect with me. I have an email, bella9253 at gmail.com. And I would love to entertain any questions or comments that anyone may have. Absolutely. And also for prayer, I'll even pray for you.
0: (laughs) Oh, God bless you, sister. Well, I can't wait. You have a big uh, event coming up, correct? In April?
1: Yes, in April the 23rd, I will be installed as a settled pastor for St. Mark's United Church of Christ on 1616 Cape Horn Road in Hampstead, Maryland. And that zip is 21074. So it's going to be on April the 23rd. So I'm looking very forward to that. Yes.
0: And I can't wait to see you
1: in person and give you a yes. big hug and be here on this you, life milestone. Oh, I love you too, Bella. <laughs> yes. Hey, please give my love to Candy and Pam and you know, and Jeff and uh, Jamie. And I will. Jamie, yes. Yes. Tell them I
0: love and miss them very much. I love you, <laughs> sister. Well, to our listeners out there, Bella, thank you again for this. And to our listeners God out bless there, you. God bless you. Please, if you liked what you heard, please reach out to Bella. Please hit the like button. Definitely hit the subscribe button. And if you do us the honor of review, we would be so thankful. And please share this with the other leaders out there that are paying the price of leadership. I know you are, and I am so thankful for you and for being a part of our Tremendous Tribe. Again, thank you, Bella. Love you.
1: you. God bless you. God bless you, team.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, Let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.